Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. or hiking through the woods, we have you covered. Call now with your outdoor questions. In Appleton, call 281-1150 or outside the valley, 866-887-1150. From the Myron Construction Studio of WHBY, it's Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Brought to you by Dimensions Living Appleton. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Welcome in. We are live. It is Friday, December 31st, 2021. I'm Haley Tenpass. We're broadcasting from the Myron Construction Studios of WHBY and a fresh hour of Rob Zimmer Outdoors headed your way. Sitting across from me, Mr. Rob Zimmer. Rob, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good. And we are just waiting for you to join us. Give us a call today, 920-281-1150. That is the number. So much to talk about with Rob and hopefully you as well. So give us a call. Let's get those phone lines rolling. 920-281-1150 is that number. Uh, Rob, where to begin? I know that it's been a couple of weeks since we were... In, live. <laughs> in live, yeah, live together. And uh, how was how was the holiday for you? Awesome, it was beautiful. I did a lot of hiking and stuff around, you know, around the holiday. Did a lot of traveling, a lot of hiking. So um, it was fun. In fact, uh, speaking of holidays, that's kind of what I want today's theme to be. I'm hoping that you guys will call in and tell Haley and I some of your favorite nature memories of 2021 uh, since it is the last day of the year talk about some of your favorite outdoor memories of the year maybe a cool trip you took um, a cool hike you took maybe something in your garden you know what worked really well in your garden that you were proud of or want to talk about Um, let's talk about our favorite outdoor memories of 2021 um, which will be fun so give us a call think of some places you went some camping trips some hikes some uh, wherever you went, give us a call and let us know what some of your favorite memories of the outdoors are of the past year. And anything is welcome. Maybe you yes. took a little trip with the family. Maybe you discovered a new hiking trail. You yes. tried a new plant in your garden. Tell us about it. Yep. I want to hear it all. And I'll share some of mine too, but I'm hoping people will call in and uh, tell me some of their favorite memories right. of the past year. One more time with that phone number, 920-281-1150 is the number on our Settlers Bank phone lines. And I'm sure we'll reflect a bit on the year as well and uh, look ahead to a new a new year, a new season. Yes. We are uh, in December. We've got snow on the ground. I know that uh, some of the lakes are starting to get nice and frozen. Some not quite there yet, but we're, <laughs> we're entering in that season, huh? Right. Yes. Yep. A lot of the lakes have frozen up. Um, They keep going back and forth. You know, the other day when it was really windy, a lot of even Lake Winnebago was broken up in a lot of places, but it seems to be pretty frozen over uh, again today. And there's a couple colder nights coming up, but then back up in the 30s during the day. 
but still obviously not thick enough to go walking on. And uh, I saw a couple of posts from Oshkosh and some other areas, some of the fishing clubs telling people to stay off Lake Winnebago. Obviously, like some of the bays, like Asylum Point, Asylum Bay, uh, there are some fishermen walking out there on the ice. And I know on uh, Little Lake Butamore, there's been a lot of uh, fishermen going out there. But obviously, you don't want to be driving yet. And be no. careful when you're walking out there, too, because no ice is ever safe. But, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Obviously, January is coming. Uh, we'll talk about some January nature stuff today, too, like bald eagles. Obviously, January is bald eagle um, heaven in Wisconsin, especially right here in the Fox Cities um, with eagle days along the Fox River and everything coming up. Snowy owls. I saw my fifth snowy owl this week, so that was pretty cool to see. Uh, still lots of robins out there, too, and some other birds. So uh, even if you have some cool feeder sighting, give us a call and let us know. Did you get any cool bird feeders for Christmas? Yes. What did you get? Cool yeah. Oh, that's a good question, gifts. too. Yes. Yeah. What did you get for Christmas that's nature-themed or bird-themed or garden-themed? Uh, let us know. I can start us off. Cool. My cool. husband got a really cool gift. Really? And so our listeners know our family moved to a new home in October. So we mm-hmm. got the tail end of of the fall season and we got a lot of leaves, of course, that we dealt with cleaning up. But we have a couple of hickory nut trees in our mm. yard. And this year was our hickory nut trees year to share all the nuts with us. However, the majority of them had fallen before we moved into the home or even realized the treasure trove we had. So our family is dealing with a lot of hickory nuts that we need to clean up. And my husband has been scratching his head going, what can I use? What can I use to to uh, clean up these hickory nuts? What can I use? And he, he uh, went to Google, basically, and, and just started typing in some keywords. And he found this awesome contraption that maybe our listeners are, are well aware of. But I need to look up the official name. But it's a nut gatherer. And it's a sphere on the end, a ball on the end mm. with wire, mm-hmm. with wire and open openings, and you just roll this on the on the grass, and it picks up the the hickory nuts, oh, and cool. we are so excited to use it. <laughs> Does it shell nuts. them for you too? No, but no. If, if, if you're volunteering, Rob, <laughs> that's what kids are for. That's what children are for. My dad always made made us do that part. <laughs> yeah, I remember once um, the hickory nut. Uh, the shell, um, the casings or whatever, you know, those little wooden, they're like little boats. They literally are little boats. And actually, I remember <laughs> a funny story. I remember once when I was a little kid, I had put a bunch of those in the bathtub. And I was like putting little toys and stuff on them, making them float like little boats. Well, what I didn't realize until like it was too late was that these hickory nut shells, they were actually staining the bathtub. The bathtub. And, and, <laughs> Oh no! So the bath and it's like stained like the what was it porcelain or whatever they're made <gasps> out of, and it was a it was like this, um, kind of like a that old fashioned country blue. I'm trying to see if it's in here somewhere. Kind of that old fashioned country blue that everyone had. So the bathtub was like this country blue color, but those little hickory nut shells. And I probably had I had buckets full of them in the bathtub with me. Just floating around, and they stay in the bathtub like this brown color. Oh, and, your poor oh my mother. gosh! And it you you couldn't get rid of it. No. My mom was so mad. Oh, yeah. So hickory nuts have a lot of memories for me. We had a, we had a couple of big hickory nut trees right in our yard too, and it was always so fun. Even when there's no nuts, it's fun. Hickory nut trees are so fun because um, in the summer you get these caterpillars in them. You'll have to watch for these that kind of roll up the leaves, almost like a paper towel roll or something and you unroll them and there's always a caterpillar inside oh so do that with the kids i will yeah i will 
the official title, by the way, for our 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 new uh, tool in the, in the garage is the mm. weasel nut gatherer. The so weasel garden yeah. weasel. Oh, yep. cool! <laughs> nice. So yeah. does it work for walnuts and stuff too? Uh huh. Uh huh. We don't have mm-hmm. a walnut tree. We we just have hickory yet. nut trees. Yeah. Yet <laughs> I know. I know. And I think if I had to jump in and say my favorite nature moment of 2021 it's just being being able to discover this new space oh yeah that we have and we've we've only hit two and I seasons help you too. I, I know come rob's gonna come come uh see what you got hopefully very soon maybe this spring to to see what we've got mm-hmm. and <laughs> help me figure out how to take care of this place but yes. uh yeah we, we are just so loving it maybe you're in a new space in, in your home, maybe you've moved to a smaller space. Maybe you've, uh, you know, cut back on what you're what you're doing, what you're growing. We would love to hear from you. Let's get those phone lines rolling. 920-281-1150 is that number. And we'll take a break. We'll come back and hopefully chat with you. We're chatting with Rob Zimmer. We are live. It is Friday, December 31st, and this is Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old land signs? Welcome back. It's Outdoors with Rob Zimmer on WHBY. We're wrapping up the year, reflecting on some of the best nature moments of 2021 and talking with Rob Zimmer, of course, about what we can look forward to in the new year. We'd love to hear from you today. 920-281-1150 is that number. And I, I, I don't want to jump to maybe New Year's resolutions yet here, Rob, but are you looking forward to anything in 2022 or, or what's what are you carrying with you into the new year? Oh, personally, yeah, for myself, that I have I have a lot of big plans for the coming year. Things I, I decided this is going to be the year that I make a lot of my, um, I don't want to say business dreams come true, but a lot of my goals that I've wanted to do for a long time, which um, you'll find out about on my Facebook page. And as they start happening, I'll talk about them on the show too. But there are certain things that I've wanted to do for literally for years that I've never had the time or the opportunity to do that. I just decided I'm going to do them all this year. So it's going to be cool. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. So, yeah, and part of that is doing a lot of a lot of online classes and classes um, both in person and online. I'm going to be starting a whole new series of um, in-person garden, uh, not gardening, but these are going to be more nature, nature programs at Brilliant Nature Center. So watch my Facebook page for a schedule of uh, in-person nature programs that I'm going to be doing there. I'm going to try to do about two a month. So, um, and if you have any topic requests that you'd like me to talk about or do a program on, um, I like to do unique programs that, you know, you can't really get anywhere else, but um, it's going to be fun. So I'll be setting up that schedule and posting that. I'm also doing a lot of self-paced online classes that people can sign up for. Um, My newest one is Edible Wild Plants of Wisconsin. So if you're interested in learning about all the cool plants that are out there that you can eat, uh, even right in your own backyard, sign up for that class. Registration information is on my Facebook page, which is Rob Zimmer Outdoors. That's going to be a 10-week program. So every week um, for 10 weeks, you're going to get a uh, kind of like a digital email lesson. Um, and then we're going to hook up. We're going to do some Facebook Live uh, group chats for anyone who cares to participate in in that if, they, if they've if they gone through the lessons. But it is self-paced. Um, it's an online 
digital program with videos and um, PowerPoints and everything else. So check that out if you're interested in learning about edible wild plants. And there are a lot of them, um, and a lot of them are very surprising to find out what you can eat. Uh, so sign up for that. Where can they go, Rob? Your Rob Facebook Zimmer page? Outdoors. Yep. Okay. If you go to Rob Zimmer Outdoors, that's my Facebook page. Make sure you put the outdoors at the end. Um, or you just get me and my page is pretty boring. So you want the outdoors page and you'll see the sign up information there. And that's where I'm going to be posting. Oh, I got some really cool pictures out there, I guess. I'm just looking through my page right now. That looks really Rob, nice. Rob, what, what made you focus on the wild edible plants? Because it's been a very popular... I, I've done that program for years. Yeah. Like if you've ever come to my hour-long edible wild plant program, I usually have a bunch of food there for you to eat, recipes made up. We take a hike. Uh, but I only usually get an hour to do it. So, um, And there's so much. If you've been to my edible wild plants program, you know there is so much detail you can go in to about every plant and so many recipes. So I decided I'm going to split it out into 10 weeks um, to give me the time to do all that. Yep. So you get lots of recipes, fun ones too, not just not just boring, you know, salads. We make <laughs> ice cream and cookies and teas and all sorts of stuff. So all of that's included in that in that program. So fun. So yep. yeah, if you decide to take part in that with Rob, mm -hmm. uh, let us know and yes. uh, maybe check in and let us know what you're cooking and what you're making. And yes. very fun, Rob. I'd love and, that. Yeah. And you can even now, I mean, in the, even in the middle of winter, you can find edible wild plants out there. So there's a lot. I believe it. Mm -hmm. Where in 2021, Rob, did where did you travel to that maybe surprised you literally or figuratively? What areas yes. were you surprised with, <laughs> oh, uh, yes. you know, maybe loving or falling in love with nature-wise? Excuse me. Yes. Um, well, a lot of people know, if you follow my Facebook page or the show, that in May, uh, in October, I traveled to Maine, which was always my dream, kind of my dream destination, um, to go to, like, the rustic parts of Maine, you know, the old fishing villages and the mountains and everything. Sure. So that was one of my highlights. Um, of the year and that was kind of a, a surprise trip that I gave to one of my friends for his birthday uh, and I, I probably liked it more than he did <laughs> but it was so much fun to be you know to have lobster every night and lobster rolls and um, just to see the mountains and the fall color was just gorgeous out there wow that does sound gorgeous yes um I can't I was you? I was I went to the ocean this year yes that's I think right. I think that was obviously a highlight and I got to introduce the ocean to my kids my kids saw the Good. ocean for the first time, too. So as a parent, you know, that's one of those bucket list things. You, you hope you can make it. And we were fortunate enough to be able to to go at a time where we felt was, you know, safe. And we had a wonderful time. And, you know, we were putting on Christmas ornaments on the Christmas tree this year. And one thing that I always try to do is is get ornaments when we travel. That's kind of something that I've collected yes. over over the years. So we, we got some ornaments when we were in uh in Alabama and my daughter put her little dolphin Christmas <laughs> ornament on the tree and oh. we were reminded of of when we saw the dolphins at you know oh. the beach and it just brings back those memories yeah yeah now I wish I would have got Christmas ornaments in Maine well <laughs> I have one from Maine and it is a, oh you do I, I do mm. yes and it's uh, a little shell a little a oh. little shell with a lighthouse on it painted on it oh cool mm -hmm. yeah I know there were so many things that I wanted to buy out there but I didn't want to do the touristy thing. You know, so I, did, I got, <laughs> took a lot of pictures, and I'm, I'm actually writing a book about that trip, too. So stay uh, tuned. That'll be fun. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. All right. Let's take a pause. We are waiting for 
your calls. If you'd like to join us here today, tell us about your favorite memories, your favorite nature memories yeah, of 2021, or what you did nature-wise, what you saw in your backyard. Fill us in. Share with us as we reflect on 2021 here with Rob Zimmer Outdoors. We'll take a pause. Give us a call. 920-281-1150 is that number. Taking a pause and coming right back with more of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. In the meantime, here is today's Garden Bite. Welcome back. It's Outdoors with Rob Zimmer on WHBY. Reflecting on 2021, looking ahead to 2022, and waiting for you to join us as well. I'm Haley Tenpass. Rob Zimmer is across from me, and so much to talk about. In a moment, we will get to some January nature things to put on your list to make sure to check out. But right now, let's head to the phone lines where Tom joins us today. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. I just wanted to ask. Um, I just wanted to ask Rob. Um, back in July, we attended Life Fest in Oshkosh, and was just wondering if you were aware of the pair of nesting osprey that were in the Sunnyview Expo Park. Oh yes, I I know. There's a couple. There's pairs there, and at the across the street, also there's another one at the Winnebago County Park, um, uh, kind of by the dog park. But yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we, they, yeah, they're we amazing. Just, we just, oh, we thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, we had my granddaughter with us, and um, you know, I at first when we saw the two circling, um, we I kind of thought they were hawks, and my granddaughter's going, "No, Papa, no, they're they're bald eagles because they have oh, white on them." Yeah, <laughs> but then they they actually came down and landed on the nest. On and their it's, nest, it's a pretty pretty spectacular nest they've got in there. It's right on the top of one of the light poles. Right inside the park. Yep. Did you get so to hear was, them too? A, pardon? Did you get to hear them too? Hear their song or their call? They have a very, no, like, because they're call. because it was during Life Fest. So oh yeah. So much activity <laughs> activity going on and stuff. Yeah. But it was it it was just pretty cool to see them, and I never realized that they were around this area. Yeah, um, and the, the ones that um that nest there, they just feed right over in Asylum Bay. If you if you go over by the lighthouse at Asylum Point there and I just kind of walk out there or walk along the lake there, you can see them fishing. You can actually watch them fish right in that quiet bay there, which is really oh, cool to see okay. too. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's kind of from, interesting. From what I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. From, I was just from what I, a little bit of research, I've seen that they, that they usually come back, that they migrate, but then they'll come back to the same nest. So, We'll have to watch for them again next year when we're down there. Yeah, they should be there. Hopefully, hopefully nothing happens with the nest. A lot of times when they when osprey nest at uh, um, you know stadiums and, and baseball diamonds and stuff, um, unfortunately, uh, sometimes the DNR steps in and t- kind of takes down those nests because uh, the owners feel like they're fire hazards and stuff, especially if they're in a light pole. So hopefully nothing will happen. The nest will stay there and yeah. uh, proving that it's not been a hazard yet, or they can erect a platform or something. But um. Yeah, it, it, that that nest itself is actually kind of interesting to me because um, what happens is when when there are bald eagles and osprey too close together, usually the osprey lose out and the eagles you know take over the territory. And there is a couple okay. uh, bald eagle nests right over there across across Highway A, 
but they must be far enough away where they don't really consider the the osprey um, competitors, so they must be leaving them alone if they're both still. And I think there's at least two pairs of osprey nesting there, plus the eagles. So it seems like a, a very popular area there. Um, and of course, in the summer, there's tons of pelicans and stuff out there too. So that is that that whole area right there is a really good area for wildlife, right in Oshkosh, which is uh, pretty cool. You don't have to go far to see some amazing birds and some amazing wildlife. Okay. Yeah, good. We'll we'll keep our eye out for them again next summer when we yeah. get down there. Yeah, and there are a lot of other osprey nests throughout the area. In fact, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, with Collins Marsh uh, in Collins. They actually have a, a live cam of their osprey nest that's on top of the fire tower there. So if you want to see them up close, uh, you could, they, oh, have, okay. they have a live cam. Um, and so does Woodland Dunes Nature Center in Two Rivers. They have an osprey nest literally right outside their front door. Um, and they have a live cam on that or a webcam on that, so you can watch it live, you know, all the time. So it's kind of cool to, to see what's going on up there uh, in those nests. Yeah, and osprey, they're, they're such amazing birds. I remember um, I went um, osprey banding with, with Pat Fisher, who owns the Feather Wildlife Rehab in New London, and it was just one of the most amazing days of my life because uh, to bring down, the, bring down those osprey chicks out of the nest and then band them and check them and weigh them and everything. And, and one of the things that sticks out in my head is, um, how each of the chicks in that nest actually had a fishing hook and fish line wrapped around its legs because that, oh, wow. that yeah because that that man-made stuff you know it, it's obviously the the fish that the osprey caught uh, was hooked and broke the line or something and then that ended up uh, affecting the baby so luckily uh, they went up there and banded them and caught that so they were able to take out that line that was wrapped around his leg and the hook and uh, both of them actually and now of course they're hopefully healthy and uh, don't have that that hook in them anymore but yeah okay yeah, pretty cool all right yeah it's it was pretty neat to see them so well, thank, thank you. you so much yep and usually they're back by the middle of april so uh okay. they come back pretty early yep thank you right, for great. the call thank tom you. thank yep. you so much yeah happy new year happy new year you too Give us a call, 920-281-1150. And exactly that, a, yeah. a moment from January that, that Tom's remem- remembered yep. and very cool. I love it. And and the Osprey are just so amazing. I mean, to see them and to hear them, you know, obviously the, the concert was going on, so they couldn't hear them, but Osprey have amazing uh, voices too. Very cool. I know we wanted to hit on a few things uh, coming up in the month of January to mm-hmm. to look for. Uh, what would those be, Rob? Um. Before I forget, I want to do one more thing. Oh, sure, yes. I'm not sure if you um, have been following. Um, a couple of years ago, I was just talking about Pat Fisher, who owns the, the Feather in New London, which is a wildlife rehabilitation center. Well, she set up this program, um, I think it's probably been three or four years now, where um, previously to this program being set up, if a snowy owl was spotted at an airport, it was usually shot by the airport owners because it can pose a danger to, to the planes and stuff that are coming in because they're such big birds. And the snowy owls would sit right on the runways and right in the taxiways and stuff. So uh, they were actually able to shoot these birds, which, of course, if anyone has wow. ever seen a snowy owl, it kind of uh, makes you upset <laughs> to hear that that was happening. Well, Pat Fisher and her, her band of volunteers, they set up this program called Project SOAR. I believe it is S-O-A-R. And they have a Facebook page where um, she kind of um, recruited um, someone to go to those airports. Those airports can call her or contact her when there's a snowy owl on the runways and stuff that they need to have moved. Um, and Pat Fisher and her team will go out there and her friends will go out there. They'll actually capture the snowy owl, which is an amazing process itself because 
they don't just go out there with a net. Um, they actually send a falconer out there. If you know what falconers are, falconers use falcons and other birds of prey to capture other birds of prey. Well, they actually would go out there with a falconer. Oh, something just ran past the window out there. <laughs> Uh, sorry, but um, she would actually go out there with her falconer friends. They would capture the birds uh, and then re-release them somewhere else. And they just did one of those releases yesterday, which you can see a video of on Project Soar. And I just wanted to talk about that because I mentioned Pat Fisher and it made me think of that. Uh, she really is a hero for wildlife in her area. If you know the work she's done, I've had her on the show several times. Um, and we were just talking about Osprey with Tom. Um, as you, you've heard on the show several times too, she's always looking for fresh or frozen fish for those ospreys so if you have fresh or frozen say that 10 times fast fresh or frozen fish uh to to donate um she would love that to feed those osprey that she has in her care um both rehabilitated birds and educational birds but that project soar which which is um available to most of the airports in our area austin Straubel, um the appleton international airport oshkosh airport um, any of those airports can now, instead of having to go out there and shoot those owls, they can call her, she'll come and get them, and they'll re-release them somewhere safe, which is, it's just an amazing project to think of that that's happening here in Wisconsin um, to, to keep these birds safe, because they don't know, they, they tend to go to airports because it reminds them of their home territory up in the Arctic, it's flat, it's wide open, um, they can catch lots of mice and birds and stuff there, and um, they don't know that they're a danger to airplanes and uh, so it, it's so cool that these airports now have a resource to go and uh, remove those owls safely and that the owl is taken somewhere safe and re-released uh, back into the wild. It's incredible. And the video you mentioned, I, I had to Did find it? it. I had oh, to find yeah. it. It's it's yeah. stunning. And it's that's stunning. my friend Janet re doing the release. Seeing Janet release. Wisink. Wow. Yeah, she's with the Audubon Society and, and she does Oshkosh Bird Fest down there in Oshkosh. And so she, Janet, actually, she's part of that project source too. She actually got to release that owl. So say hi, Janet, if she's if she's listening. Hopefully she is. Wow. Happy New Year. Wow. That is a, a, a great. Mm -hmm. And did you, if you look at the video, thing to watch. look at the size of the claws on that bird. I mean, that snowy owl, those claws are four, five, six inches long. It's an, it's huge. Or maybe it's in some of the photos, but she actually got to release that snowy owl. Uh, and there was nothing wrong with it. It was perfectly healthy. It was just at an airport where it, it can't be. Because but now plane it's, hits it's it. somewhere else. Yeah, it is. Not, yeah, wow. And they won't say where, so don't ask where. Yeah. Most people, I mean, it, it is actually considered unethical to post the locations of snowy owls on social media because they are, uh, they're not very common. And they're here usually because they're trying to eat and trying to survive. And they hunt during the day, unlike most owls. So uh, they don't want to be bothered too much. And um, so you'll notice how they don't tell you exactly where the bird is there. Smart. A smart, smart. move. Yeah, but thank you to Project Soar and Pat Fisher and Janet and everybody else uh, and the Falconer. I can't remember his name. I believe it's Frank. Um, and then Tom, who did the banding. Um, so it's Very awesome. Cool. Yep. All right, we do need to take one more break. Okay. We'll still take your calls. If you want to chime in with your favorite nature moments of 2021 or tell us what you're looking forward to next year, 920-281-1150. Taking a pause back in a few moments. When the bells all ring and the horns all blow And the couples we know are fondly kissing Will I be with you or will I be among the missing? 
much too early in the game. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley on WHBY and Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. 281-1150. Don't forget that area code, 920-281-1150, is how you can join us for our final moments of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer in 2021. And yeah, Rob, what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to mention one more trip that you asked before about my trips. Yeah. As a lot of people know, back in December, well, back in December, earlier in December, um, I was surprised with my own trip, like like I said, the main trip was a surprise for me to one of my friends for his birthday. Uh, in December, he surprised me with a trip out to uh, the Rockies, out to Montana. So that was another really amazing trip. Um, I actually did the show from Wyoming one day with Haley, and that was pretty fun. You did, yeah. Uh, I was sitting in the middle of Wyoming with some pronghorn antelope and stuff running around me uh, doing my show, which was so cool. But that was another really amazing trip. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of people know me know that. You know, up until then, even though I travel around the state a lot and do a lot of, you know, in-the-state travel, um, I never really went over anywhere overnight because I had dogs. For 19 years, I had the do- one dog and 14 years, the other dog. And they literally never spent a night without me. So I always, would always take day trips and then come back at night. So these were my first real trips in, you know, 19 years or so. Or so. so it was kind of cool to get out and see everything uh, again uh, after after so long but that trip out to montana was really amazing too we went through the rocky mountains several different spots the badlands in uh, south dakota the badlands in north dakota um devil's tower which if you've ever seen close encounters of the third kind you know the mashed potato <laughs> tower i went actually got to stand right underneath that at sunrise one morning it was just incredible um and then obviously in idaho the mountains there and stuff too so but it was beautiful and i mean uh it was so cool because we went out there the first three days it was actually in the 70s there uh, and then the, the couple of days back, it was like in the single digit. So it was a really cool um, trip to see almost all four seasons on that trip. But the mountains and everything were so cool. The different plants, the different wildlife, you know, seeing bighorn sheep and um, pronghorn antelope and mule deer right in, right in town. Uh, it was just really neat to see. So that was my other really cool trip of uh, the last year. A couple other things that stand out in 2021. Uh, the monarchs, there were lots of monarchs this past year. I think I saw more monarchs than I've ever seen over the past year. I haven't seen yet. I don't think they've done started this the overwintering census in Mexico yet, but uh, all the reports are that there's a lot of monarchs there. So hopefully good. that, that That's will good news. be a good sign. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing that I, uh, I haven't really talked about on the show because it's another one of those ethical things I was talking about before, not reporting owl sightings, but back in uh, January... One of my friends and I uh, discovered a long-eared owl roost. If, you, if you're familiar with long-eared owls, they're very sensitive to humans. Um, they're very touchy. They don't like to be disturbed. If you walk up on one, uh, he'll probably never come back to that spot again. But uh, one of my friends and I, we actually found a roost of the, uh, I think there were like 12 of them there uh, on private property in Winnebago County. And I got to visit them several times and take photos of them, which are really cool. Long-eared owls. Uh, they're smaller than a great horned owl. They're bigger than a screech owl. Uh, they're just a really cool, cool bird. Uh, obviously, with its name, it has kind of long, thin ear tufts, kind of like a little cat. 
but they're beautiful birds, um, but they are considered like a species of special concern in Wisconsin. They're not common like like barred owls and great horned owls and screech owls. They're actually pretty rare, um, and they're the one of the only owls that actually will roost in groups like that in the winter. I was so going to ask about that. Mm-hmm. Is it normal to it's not, is it normal to see owls? Uh, in... Just this one. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. Long-eared owls, for some reason, uh, one of their their characteristics or their habits is every uh, during the day. They gather together and roost, like in in grasses and and shrubs and even evergreens, um, and they usually roost in groups, which is pretty cool. And then they split out during the day, uh, and that's during the winter. They come down here from further north during the winter to do that, uh, and then of course when breeding season starts, they split off into their their pairs and stuff again. But it, it was pretty cool to see, you know, six, eight, ten sh- long-eared owls, um, s- kind of stalking around you because they don't make any sound and. They blend in so well. It was just kind of a, another really cool experience what of 2021. Find. Yep. But as far as 2022, I do want to talk about some January um, uh, things to look forward to, if we can. We always um, like to look forward and yes. look ahead. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> January, of course, in our area, especially right here in the Fox Cities, January is Bald Eagle Month. I mean, that's usually peak Bald Eagle numbers, peak Bald Eagle be- viewing. Uh, Thousand, Thousand Islands Environmental Center, they always do their annual eagle program there at the center where you can go there and they'll take you on eagle viewing um, observation areas. Uh, You can watch tons of different programs on bald eagles. Uh, and I haven't seen the exact date when that is. Usually it's toward the end of the month. So I'll see if uh, I can find it, Rob. Oh, yeah. So Thousand Islands will be doing, of, of course, their eagle days along the Fox River um, programs there. Uh, usually some of them are at the library in Kakana also. Uh, so peak time, we, we need a little bit of colder weather, though, to really freeze up the river. When the river's open, the bald eagles tend to be more spread out. But when it starts to freeze up, they concentrate around um, open areas. So you see a lot of them at Thousand Islands. I mean, you can see sometimes... 50, 60 eagles along that stretch between, um, you know, Kokon and Wrightstown. Um, so bald eagles are coming. There's there's actually a lot here already. You know, every morning I drive po- across the Memorial Drive Bridge in Appleton, you can see their white heads sitting up in the trees out there. Uh, and if you sit still long enough along the river, pretty much anywhere, you'll see an eagle drive by, or not drive by, fly by. <laughs> uh, and I see a lot at, at Calumet County Park and High Cliff too. Even though the lake is frozen, the eagles are still out there. Uh, snowy owls, we talked about them before. Snowy owls uh, peak in January also. Um, the ice formations, I, I call them ice castles. If you've ever seen the movie Ice Castles, it's kind of a sad movie. But uh, the ice formations at places like Cave Point and Whitefish Dunes, um, and of course up in up in Upper Michigan along uh, Pictured Rocks and, and uh, all those other places up there, the waterfalls, Weequayock Falls up in, in Brown County by Green Bay, Fonferricks Glen by, by Green Bay, um, all the different waterfalls in Marinette County. It's just such an amazing time of year. Uh, usually January and early February are the peak because that's when it's coldest, when those waterfalls and the ice formations really start to take shape along the shore. Uh, really cool to see. So that's one of my highlights of January too. Um, tracking wildlife is fun if you've got kids or if you're an adult. Uh, either way, it's fun to get out there in the woods and just look for different animal tracks and try to figure out what they are. And of course, there's tons of sources online where you can help identify tracks, whether it's river otter or deer or coyote or squirrel or rabbit or fox or whatever. Uh, It's just fun to get out there and explore. 
winter wildlife. A lot of winter birds uh, are, are at their peak uh, in January. Horned larks, I just saw a whole bunch of those the other day. Horn larks are gorgeous little black and yellow birds uh, with little black horns on their head, like little cat whiskers on their head. They're beautiful, and they've, they're, they're around now, uh, along with snow buntings, which you also often see them with. Snow buntings are black and white birds with a little brown on their face. They're gorgeous, and usually both of those birds you see out in open country. So you have to drive the country roads out in Outagamie County, Manitowoc County, Calumet County, uh, and you're going to see them usually in farm fields and along the road, the road edge. Um, hawk season too. This is hawk season. I've been seeing a lot of hawks the last couple of days. Red-tailed hawks and rough-legged hawks and kestrels. Same. Um, yeah. And northern harriers. Here, northern harriers have a white butt. So if you ever see a hawk <laughs> flying around with a white butt, you can inst- you instantly know it's a northern harrier. They've been so active yeah. along the highways mm-hmm. lately. Oh yeah. So They're active. Sitting everywhere. Just sitting. Once yeah. that we got some mm-hmm. snow. Um, there's a lot out there. Rough-legged hawks are kind of like snowy owls. They come they actually come down from the Arctic with the snowy owls. Those are really cool uh, hawks that a lot of people mistake them for red tails, but they're they're a totally different plumage pattern. Red tails, of course, are common around here, uh, and then the kestrels, the little colorful falcons, they're really cool too. Um, and of course, do you have to take a break or should I just keep going? No, because we are uh, out of time. Out of oh. time in about three minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I'll talk, <laughs> I'll talk about a few more things. Like sure. with the winter birds, um, one of my favorites, as I talk about every year on the show, is the winter waterfowl right along the Fox mm-hmm. River. I mean, you don't even have to leave Appleton or Kekana or Kimberly or Nina or Menasha to see hundreds and thousands of amazing ducks and geese and even some swans still right along the river. I mean, we are in such an amazing area here in the Fox Cities that we see things that people literally travel hours and hours and hours to see from other parts of the state where we can sit here and you know walk a couple blocks from our houses or drive a couple blocks from our houses and see all these eagles and snowy owls and uh, the waterfall on the river. I was down by uh, Lutz Park in Alicia Park the other day, just hundreds and hundreds of golden eyes and mergansers um, and mallards too, obviously, and Canada geese, even a couple pelicans still still hanging around downtown Appleton because it's 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 still open water and they can still fish. Um, even a couple swans still. I saw some swans at Brilliant Nature Center and um, along the river at Jefferson Park there were some swans. Um, but it's so cool to see all of these ducks that, you know, people take them for granted. They're, they're only here in the winter. Most of these ducks, they go way up north in the summer and breed. But you can see hundreds of them together right now anywhere along the Fox River where there's open water. So go check that out. Um, and, of course, uh, already, it, it seems early, but already great horned owls and bald eagles, at least the local nesting bald eagles that haven't come down from the north, they're actually already starting to uh, repair and, and get their nest ready to nest on because January, late January, early February, the great horned owls will actually be laying eggs and soon after, the local, the really local nesting bald eagles will be on eggs, too. So wow. it's amazing how fast things are happening. It is amazing. Yeah. And, and that's a lot. And I'm out of breath. You are. You've, <laughs> you've really hit on so many incredible points. And that's why we love you, Rob, because you give us a heads up to what is headed our way. And it's a new yeah. year, new start. January yeah. always brings and, a lot of promise. Yeah, and, and people think January, oh, it's going to be so cold. It's going to be so snowy. I don't want to go outside. But it's actually one of the best months to get out there. I mean, everything I just read off, uh, it's amazing. And a lot of times, really, for these things, you really don't need to get out of your car. You can go drive along the river, park at any of the overlooks at... Thousand Islands or Lutz Park or uh, wherever. Um, Kimberly Point Park is good for ducks and geese and swans. All these different places. Um, for the for the country birds I was talking about, the hawks, the 
the snow bunting is the horn larks. You just drive up and down the country roads. Yeah. You don't even have to get out of your car. Challenge yourself to get outside in 2022. Yep. And yes. Rob will be here back next week to help you find your way. Rob, happy new year. We'll see you next week. You too. Thank you. We'll be back with Focus Fox Valley, made in Wisconsin, next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.